terrible day, to be honest, uh, for everyone. Uh, well, some of them <laughs> probably it was a little bit of early Christmas because there were some gifts, I think, uh, gave today with some people because we didn't race, but they still get the position and still they get the points. It's disappointing not to race and uh, yeah, really. Uh, so plenty of committed fans, which is pretty cool. So really, yeah, I want to say thank you for sticking, but. It's unfortunate, but yeah, it's unraceable conditions and that's what it is. Hello and welcome to Rear of the Grid. As always, I am your host, Matt. I am joined today by the worst quiz host in the history of quizzes. It is Jashan. Matt claiming to know every single quiz host in the history of quizzing is a bold claim. Bold it's claim. One that I'll stand by. Mm. And a man who returned to the Ferrari payroll with much fanfare this week. It is Spencer Hudson. I mean, return would suggest that the money didn't keep on coming. The payments were still going through. Ferrari just didn't have any fucking money. <laughs> just blank checks being mailed. Yeah, but we're back now, boys. I Don't, you worry. You. Don't you I fucking worry. Uh, and on this week's show, we, um, unsurprisingly, I guess, debate rather spicily about the circumstances of the Belgium Grand Prix that was but really wasn't. We uh, give you a bit of preview of the return for the first time since 1985 to the Dutch Grand Prix. Yep. And we wait our In way a show of about four minutes. Quite possibly... The worst quiz we've ever done on this show. And massive credit to anyone who makes it to the end of that. Actually a good quiz. Matthew's just angry because he lost and he's a salty bitch. Let's be real. It was an absolute shit show. Mm. Regardless of outcome. Um, but all that... I think we and... spoke about Danforth for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all that and... Well, a bit more on this. Another episode of Rear of the Grid. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are again, episode, I believe it's 18. 18, bud, that's 18 it. 18 of season two of Rear of the Grid, and we are here in review of the Belgian Grand Prix. Yes, because everyone um, at home can see you doing your air marks. Mate, I put some inflection on my voice, okay? Get the fuck off my case. You're everyone's least favorite member of the show, except for your mother. Jesus, how many people Who, have you asked about that? Oh, I just, basic instinct. Just... Well, you haven't asked me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank hey, Spencer, you. watch thank it. You're everyone's favourite member of the show, so you should be on my side. How about we just start? Let's not no, have a I'm, I'm, a lone, I'm a lone wolf, man. <laughs> Spencer's like, I'm not actually part officially of the podcast. Let's just talk about some racing. Cough, cough. No, Matt, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to fill time so we can hit that magical hour because it gets better ad revenue. I, That's how that works. Yeah, you know, it's, like ten, sure. it's like a 10-minute video on YouTube. Yeah, we're sponsored. If you get to an hour on a podcast, you get more ad revenue. <laughs> um, yeah, so Spa, it didn't really happen. Yeah, for the sake of any of the listeners, if any of these listeners actually do watch the sport of Formula 1 rather than just listen to us, we hope you didn't stay up and watch it live like we did for at least some of it because... Um, Complete fucking waste of time. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the only actual anything that happened even happened after I went to bed and watched the rest of it in the morning. And I kind of wish I had been bothered with what I watched in the morning. That would have been an hour and a half of anything else I could have done. You watched it for an hour and a half the next day? No, probably not. I clicked through a after bit. After knowing too, what I, was going on? Well, I, I mean, I was still clicking through to see. I mean, I probably watched quite an hour and a half, but probably 30 minutes of Basically, there was so much rain, torrential rain, and it was so fucking cold in Belgium that they couldn't race the race. Well, the cold had nothing to do with it. Well, it means, like, if it's a hot day, it's more likely to, you know, evaporate the water. Not when it's it's constantly raining. This is true. It also doesn't stop raining. Yeah. What a turntable from last season where all it did was be like, oh, it's going to rain, and then it would never rain, and we were like, well, this is shit. And it actually did rain, and we were like, oh, wait, this is worse. Because um, it turns out no Grand Prix worse than boring Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jushan, what have, what have you got to bring to the table before we get into that decision by the FIA? Yeah, before the whole weekend in Belgium occurred, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, you know, long summer break, keen to get back into the racing. We were excited for it. Uh, Sergio Perez was certainly excited. He got his contract reinstated for the 2022 season. That aged really well. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, you know, the first actual off-season news to happen uh, after the off-season. Yes. Which was good to see. But, yeah, he, he got a contract extension. And then the other kind of news leading into the weekend in Belgium was that Daniel Ricciardo was racing his 200th Grand Prix. Yes. And Lando Norris was racing his 50th Grand Prix at the same time, so, you know, what a love to McLaren there. What a milestone. Indeed, indeed. Exciting times. And good for Perez, you know, good for Checo. Oh, yeah, I mean, much deserved as a, like, career legacy. Don't know whether it's much deserved based off his current season, but... Oh, at the, compared at the same, to their last the same, two at drivers. The same time, at the same time, he's also better than any of the options out there. Obviously, like, Gasly, Gasly's not going back to Red Bull. Hmm. I, I failed Sonoda, so mm-hmm. um, that's not an option. And I doubt they're going to go, you know... He's nearly doubled the, uh, Albon's points. Red Bull Racing yeah. down in the Supercars Championship method of just promoting the development series driver straight to the main game team. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be Lawson or Vips. So, Paris is kind of their only option unless they went back to Albon. Or Danny Kvyat. Uh, I guess Danny Kvyat. Best I dad think, on the I planet. I think that relationship is a little bit too damaged as well. Not, ah. not, maybe not as damaged as the Gasly one, but pretty fucking... Da- I mean, they've sacked him twice. Danny's mellowed out. If anything, three times. Yeah, fatherhood's really changed him. Um, qualifying. Let's talk about qualifying, Spencer, because that was the one bit of the weekend that we actually did get to see. And, um, boy howdy, it was quite something. Just Spencer, could you please rip into Ferrari for me? What do you mean? Ferrari, you know, Ferrari finished 8th and 10th in quali. They got two and a half points this weekend, you fucking bastards. Well, they, they, that, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah, but, mate, that's the point. The Ferrari is a fucking well-tuned, efficient machine. They knew. They knew there were going to be good penalties. They didn't have to qualify in the top You can hear 10. the checkbook right now. It's incredible. Um, I was they impressed. did know that Bottas was going to get a grid pen, and I'm sure they knew that someone was going to drive into a wall eventually. Uh, that was Lando Norris. So um, yeah, enough. I mean, I was impressed by Latifi getting up there and out-qualifying um, signs, and I believe so. 
Stroll and Vettel. Was it Vettel as well? No, Vettel was in the top ten. Vettel was in the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we asked for Stroll, Signs, and someone, I'm pretty sure. I think he was 13th, 12th. I don't know. The TV was really good. Stroll started at the back of the pack because he got a good... Yeah, but he was... I know, but he was... uh, Yeah. Most notable was um, Big Georgie Boy making it through to yet another Q3 in obviously constantly changing conditions. And Williams did nail this. They're the only car that went out on intermediates in Q1, which I think helped. They were just able to cycle through. Everyone else had to waste some time coming back in to take off their wets. Um, Q3 came round. It started pretty much straight away. Orlando was first car on track. Pretty much straight away, we heard a message from Sebastian Vettel being like, "Fucking, you know, tell Michael Marcy in the FAA to fucking red flag this. You can't, you can't drive in this shit." And then about, you know, ten seconds later, we cut back to Lando, who's just started his lap. He goes through the source, heads off down into Eau Rouge, and as it, as the camera shot comes, season going to Eau Rouge. I, for some reason, they with the helicopter shot. His car disappears behind um, the trees. But just as it comes into Eau Rouge, Martin Brundle gets all excited. He's like, oh, that looked like it might be going around. And then you sort of wait there, watching as you can't see anything. And then all of a sudden, Lando's car appears at the top of um, Redillion with like Redillion. one one wheel on it spinning around and around and around at which point martin rundle must just be sitting there like i am a fucking genius i told you and yeah he's sort of i don't he didn't actually spin through the bottom of our ridge but i think he just was offline a little bit and then he just yeah. watched he had to start to overcorrect it coming up the hill about to go into redillion and yeah just fucking the wheel bit he shot sideways into the fence yeah absolutely annihilated the car um, Sebastian Metal was the first to arrive. Sorry, Sebastian Metal, yeah, was the next to come on the scene. His um, engineer came on the radio and was like, oh, you know, red flag, red flag, no, to crash. And Sebastian Metal, he just fucking went in. He literally, it's just a lot of expletives as he went in. He was like, you know, I've fucking told you guys. I fucking told you we should have fucking red flag the session. What a fucking joke. And then he continued to be everybody's um, spiritual favorite Formula 1 driver as he pulled up alongside Lando's car and stopped and was, you know, Giving him a thumbs up till he got one back to Finlander to make sure he was okay. I wish it went off. Um, and yeah, that was all a bit crazy. I don't know whether you watch were watching Quali Spencer, but what did you make of all of it? Lando's crash and whether or not do you think Q three should have been delayed with how wet it was out there? No, no, I don't think it should have been um, delayed. Like I think it was just that because um, it's like it. It was raining pretty hard the the entire fucking weekend, um, and like Lando was the one that suggested that it go to a red flag, and then the fucking sends it trying to go pretty much full pelt through Eau Rouge, and it was a pretty you know pretty bad crash, and like for a second it was a little heart and mouth, but I think in hindsight it's easy to say like oh you know you should have um, you should have. Um, cancelled it but no I just think it was unfortunate and it does suck for Lando because he was looking particularly spicy oh, I think Lando like was if, he was he was yeah he looked he looked fantastic I mean you look at so what was he he was a uh, obviously the the conditions were ever changing but Q1 was probably pretty close to what we had in Q3 in terms of the rain and Lando was 
what's that? He was 0.4 seconds ahead of um, Max, and yeah, yeah, he was miles ahead in Q1, and then he was what the only person that hit a 56 flat in Q2. So he would have been good for it, um, and it does suck for McLaren as well because you know if if he hadn't have crashed and he'd qualified it, they would have got themselves an extra an extra bundle of points, but. Um, no, I don't think the biggest issue of the weekend was necessarily the qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a track that, yeah, that's probably what the the fastest, most dangerous corner in F1 just about. So, oh, and oh, yeah, the, And I get, nice. I did see some arguments like, oh, you know, it's it's up to the FIA to protect the drivers. The driver is always going to go, you know, like push things to the limit. But with saying that, and like this is no no fault of Lando, like he like he just fucked up. Like, nine other drivers got through that session without bidding their car to Arouge. He just pushed it a little hard, and that, that was it. It was a little bit less but after, but yeah. I mean, it is one of those things that's tough. I maybe err a little bit to the side. If you've got a few of the drivers saying you should probably red flag it, you should probably red flag it. But at the same time, you know, we've seen mistakes at Rouge and big crashes in the dry, I don't, like, I don't, I don't obviously it was in a race for more cars, but, like, I don't believe it was, but it wasn't raining in the Antoine Hubert crash. I think it was more from oil on the track, but we saw, I don't know whether you guys have seen it, but there was a huge six-car pile-up in W Series qualifying through O-Rouge, where just six cars came in one by one over about a 10-second period or whatever, and it must have been just oil at the bottom of O-Rouge, and they all just lost it, and, went off piling into the fence, piling into each other, which is pretty scary. And it's just, that's a thing. It is one of the most infamous corners in world motorsport. It's one of the most dangerous. We've seen lots of huge crashes through Rouge over the years, but you know. Yeah, and it was, I think it was a mistake by Lando. Um, but from there, qualifying restarted. We saw, I believe, Lewis went the fastest through the opening laps, I believe, ahead of Max. And then as we hit the run down the end, Lewis, I think, was the first guy of the relevant drivers. Lewis was first out. Uh, George was next on track, I believe. No, George was first on track, then Lewis, then Max. And all of a sudden, because they're on board with Lewis, because as you would be, and, you know, they're talking about, oh, George has gone faster through the first sector, but, you know, the first sector is basically just the front straight, the run down, through Rizvedillion, and then the camel straight. It's basically just foot to the floor, Williams do have a pretty good low down for a straight line car. So, you know, and if George is ballsy enough to go flat through our years in the wet, that'll always help. Um, but then they get through sector two and they're like, oh, George is still fastest. Lewis is, you know, Lewis ended up going faster in that sector, I think, but he only pulled back. He was still cut 10th or two down or something. And then, yeah, so George, George comes screaming through. George suddenly goes top of the timesheets and you're like, holy fuck. But he probably still come like fifth or something. And then Lewis comes in, I believe, a couple of hundred slower. Um, and it's just scenes at this point. I was trying to go to sleep, and my housemate, who sort of half had it on, started yelling at the television. Which wasn't I wasn't yelling, I was hooping. Out, hooping at the television. Hooping. Um, which I was just thrilled about. Mm. But uh, then Max started to ruin everyone's party and topped George by three tenths. But he, like, George in a Williams was three tenths off Max Verstappen. Um, and that's, that's how it finished. George on the front row starting P2. And then right at the end, 
Brundle and Crofty in a fine amount of brilliance. You're going, all right, that's the order. They fucking ran through it all. You know, Ricardo's starting ninth. And then Brundle goes, oh, Ricardo up to P4. He hadn't finished his lap. And you're like, yeah, good job, lads. It's totally not like the FIA graphic has a fucking checkered flag next to drivers who have crossed the start-finish line. But, um, yeah, Daniel Ricciardo in P4, considering how much we all absolutely railed on him a week ago in our mid-season review, um, this is, by and away, his best qualifying for McLaren. So, uh, Spencer, uh, can we just assume that Daniel listens to the podcast and took it to heart? I mean, if it, if it pisses down with rain every week, then he might be in for a good shout or some more half points, but... We'll fucking see how he goes. In Still Zanford. looked like he was going to be slower than Lando, just judging by the way Lando. Oh was yes, yes. But you know, at least he has that car up there. I mean, he was ahead of Perez. He was ahead of Bottas. Yeah, ahead of both Ferraris. This is true. This is um, true. Massive asterisk, though. Oh yeah. But it is reason oh, yeah. to be hopeful. But I mean, even if he qualified P five, you'd still be thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a crazy qualifying session. George on the front row is just like. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. And, and this is this is, this is is the biggest statement of this is this is how good this guy... Because in many ways, there is no true equaliser and true record of just, like, who's talented or who's not than when it's pissing down rain. And George just went and put a Williams in second. They're saying that he's got the 17th fastest car on the grid is the, is the number they're throwing around. They're banding about there. In theory, Max is the fastest car on the grid, yes. if not Lewis. So he, yeah, he's right in the middle of the two fastest cars on the grid and the 17th fastest car on the grid. It's pretty impressive. It is bloody, bloody impressive. Especially when Valtteri well, qualified, I think, P8, which was then down to P13. It is, it is hilarious how nonplussed in the moment I was as a George fanboy when you, you best texted me and you're like, oh, no, dude, no, dude, I'm not being no, like, George is a party on the front row and I'm like... That's cool, dude. I'm trying to fucking go to sleep. Fuck off. Yeah. Rather than what I should have probably been like, which was, wait, what? Let me get up and see this. Yeah. But um, I was tough. Yeah. But only um, cares about that, himself, this guy. That brought us to Sunday, and this is kind of where it all just went to shit. Because um, we turned the broadcast on, as Jashan and I normally do, with about two minutes before it's going to start, because fuck watching the intros. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yep, start is delayed. I, I'm talking loud. Yeah, it's true. Start is, start is delayed, which was a little bit of a worry. And then it kept raining, and they pushed it back more. Yeah. And an hour and a half later, you finally more. went to sleep. They pushed it back more. At this point, we'd uh, had our Maccas, we'd sit around. Ben, our housemate, had had enough, and he was like, fuck this, I'm going to bed. And about 15 minutes after that, I was like... Yeah, this is kind of pointless. I'm just going to go to sleep as well. Um, and I think at this point they'd run... One lap. They, yeah, they'd kind of done like Crucially, one, one formation lap. They, yeah, they'd done a formation lap and then I think an actual lap under the safety car or just a formation Which was also confusing. And then we had this all madness going on with Sergio... Let's what we should say. Sergio Perez decided to celebrate his new contract by crashing on the way to the grid and doing a way better job than Max did, apparently, because they couldn't get Sergio's car. They they took Sergio's car back to the garage, and they couldn't have it out with the wheels on and everything you need by that five-minute window or whatever. So he wasn't going to be in the race. And then the race hadn't, like, started, and then we had this whole weird situation with Red Bull being like, well, the race hasn't actually started. And Michael Marcy was like, I mean, it kind of has. And they were like, nah, but it hasn't. He should be allowed to be in the race. 
And then Mercedes were all like, oh, like it started. You can't, it was all very weird. They ended up deciding that if they could have Perez's car fixed by the time they decide, I don't know, it was all confusing. Perez did end up getting inserted in at the very back of the field, which meant jack shit, because basically it kept on raining, kept on raining, and then in an incredibly controversial decision, I think the FAA decided to send them out there because the conditions had improved in sightly and they wanted to check it out. They ran out, they did a formation up, they did another lap, they went halfway through the next lap and they were like, up, oh, red flag, and that was that. But they were like, yep, we've run two laps now. We can have an official classification. Everybody gets half points. That's a race. We don't need to refund all you fans. Fucking see you next year. We're out of here. It was four laps they ran in total. Well, that's what they had, but like, it wasn't well acknowledged because it was effort, all the fact is it was all behind a safety car. There was no actual racing. They I mean, that there. that is fine because if they'd run six laps behind the safety car when conditions looked like they were improving, and then suddenly it started pissing down again, that's completely fine. But like, it's confusing. I'm starters. If the, those first laps they ran right at the start counted, then Perez shouldn't have been allowed back in the race. He missed true. the start. So based off allowing Perez in the race, those laps didn't count. In which case, if you're assuming that first lap out of the pit lane doesn't count either, because that's like a formation lap. They didn't even make two laps then. They did a lap and a half. So it was all massive confusing. I think the FIA's websites kind of shit themselves with awarding points to drivers and teams and updating all of that. Um, Everybody has a different opinion on it. Um, In all of this, Max, I guess, won the race and gets half points, so 12 and a half for it. George Russell... You know, gets his first podium, which I... Well, in my mind, this is... You laugh on that, but, like, he won Sakir last year if it wasn't any fault of his own. So this has kind of leveled out that piece of, you know, F1 bullshit. He should have won Sakir last year. Yeah. Um, Not and that's the, not the way... We'll get to that in a second. Not to say the way you'd want George to get his first official podium, but, you know, he put the car there on Friday, and when you know it's going to rain like this, there's always Saturday. a chance you're not going to go do this. You're right, sorry, Saturday. Yeah, so it was all just a massive mess. Spencer, what did you make of it? Do you think the FAA made the right call here? I mean, do you think fans should be getting a refund? Should they be looking to reschedule Sparta that November time slot? We can have a race in the snow... Yeah, what are your thoughts on it all? I think this was kind of a, a perfect storm of the internet making people think that their opinion matters no matter how futile and stupid it is because you have other futile, stupid people that are agreeing with you. Like, <laughs> we've all been in situations where, like, something out of our control has fucked up our, our day, like, our plans, like, anything, right? Like, fucking... Jashan went, went to go to listen out and in Melbourne and Denzel Curry didn't perform and announced that the day off. What a Doesn't reference. mean that Jashan got up on Actually, his fucking... Actually, he announced it five minutes before the set was due to start. After already performing with slow tie, it was fucking bullshit. Exactly. Yes, continue. <laughs> exactly. And was your first... In, like, and I know that it's not the whole, the whole music festival, yada, yada, yada. But, like, those... It's not like any of those wouldn't have known that it would have been pissing down with rain all weekend. Like, they would have known that. That would have been something they would have had to accommodate for. And, like, they're... Well, they're getting... when, you, when, you, when, you buy your, when you buy your ticket four months ago, you don't... But they knew leading up to it that it was going to piss down with rain and there was going to be a high, a high chance that rain was going to affect the race. And I get I would be fucking pissed. And I think the biggest problem here is the fact that one of the reasons why we couldn't do it on Monday was because 
all the marshals are volunteers because the FIA apparently doesn't have the money to actually yes. pay people and they have day jobs. So, like, why wouldn't we just do this thing where, oh, I don't know, we get marshals to literally just travel with the t- with the F1 calendar well, the whole the year. Like, NASCAR, NASCAR constantly... And see, I don't, I don't know whether NASCAR assume maybe NASCAR pays its trackside officials and stuff like that. But NASCAR often... Because, I mean, NASCAR just... Can't, unless it's a road race. NASCAR doesn't race in the rain because they only use slicks on ovals and you can't. Obviously, you know, it doesn't work. It's, oh, it's, if you ever want to be entertained, watch a NASCAR race, watch a clip of a NASCAR race where it suddenly starts to, like, spit and just seven cars will just pile into turn one be like, there's water on the track and just turn into the outside fence. Um, always entertaining. But NASCAR, that's the thing. NASCAR will just bring it back the fucking, they'll bring it back on the fucking Wednesday if they need to. And that, but yeah, F, the F1 doesn't have that option because the only reason these races take place is because, as Spencer said, there's an army of hundreds, hundreds of marshals who are all volunteers who all need to fucking, you know, turn up to their office job, their postie route, whatever it is they do Monday to Friday. So, you know, you can't just go, oh, we'll have it on Monday. It's, it's that Sunday afternoon time slot or nothing. And it means that, you know, you've not got a contingency plan. This, this is the first time I've ever seen a race completely gone, but, you know... Yeah, so and this I've, is the thing as well. Like, seen, we've I've got to remember that of, this is a... Of, I've seen plenty of races get washed out, you know, in, like, Malaysia or something, 20 laps in and only get half points or just past Midway Park to get full points. But, yeah, like, there's always the possibility something like this will happen and a race will get completely washed out. But F1 has no contingency plan for if it does. Like, you're talking about, like, a contingency plan against something that literally has happened... Like, this is the first time that this has ever happened. Oh, right? no, I know. And it's a, and my thing is that it really annoyed me, is it's the, the same people that would have been bitching and moaning about how, like, the race should have been, like, the race should have been stopped for safety, or qualifying should have been stopped for safety, like, look what happened <laughs> to Lando, are the yeah. same that are then complaining and saying, like, oh, the FIA, like, oh, what are they doing? Like, they don't know what they're doing. And it oh. is, it's just, it is, like, unfortunately for us, like, it is a very, it's a... It's a money-driven business. Like, the Spa racetrack at the moment is in fucking shambles. And although, like, it's, it is really disappointing, and particularly as well, like, I stayed up until about 1.20, 1.30, just hoping, praying that there might be a little bit of fucking racing to be had because I haven't missed a race live all year. And I don't plan to anytime soon. Um, and it was, like, I will say that it's just, it's a really fucked situation because, like, it's... It was like I've I've never seen a racetrack as undrivable as it was for any car that wasn't Max Verstappen. Like Max Verstappen was calling yeah. for the race to start. Like yeah, bro, that's all good. Like the fucking spray kicking up from behind I him. Mean, like and because of the especially in the one. the trees the trees part where like towards the back end of the track where it all just like gets like sucked and kept in. It just, and like one of the guy at work, he's like the one that used to race against um, Ricardo and Bottas um, in the Ford, Formula Ford Championship. He was saying that he's racing Spa at night, um, sorry, at night um, in the rain before, and he's like, it's fucked. He's like, he's like, you had to lift off in the straights because you didn't know if there was a car that had just gone off in front of you. He's like, it was one of the scariest, one of the scariest like experiences that he's had. Yeah, I can think of one race. I can't remember what year it was, but I think it was one of the Malaysian Grand Prix's that was one of those washed-out races I talked about, where I think maybe conditions are worse because you literally had cars which just spinning off 
aquaplaning off under safety cars. 2009. But I think was it 2009? Yeah. There you go. Um, but like, I, I think you're right. I think I think you're right. I don't remember that having that level of spray. The only thing I can think add to it was uh, the Saturday morning race of the F3 this weekend, which they did race. And I was coming into Chishan during the Grand Prix when that, and I literally that race started, and I could see the leader, I could see about half of the guy in second, I could see maybe a quarter of the guy in third, and then every now and again I saw a tire of someone in about seventh, and I was <laughs> just like, and that's the thing you've always got to remember if that is, with those onboard camera shots, and even I think with like, sorry, with those like helicopter camera shots, and even with the onboards and that. The way the TV cameras work, it looks a million times better for us than it does for the actual driver. So if you're sitting there like, geez, I can barely see any of them. They can't see shit. They have yeah. no, like, and you're watching some of those onboard shots. And like, you'd go, say you'd go into the source and so you'd all compress up and you'd see the brake lights of the car ahead of him. And by the time they've hit 120 coming out of the hairpin or whatever, you've already lost the brake lights in front of you. He's probably only six meters up the road. You can't even see his brake lights. He's spun all of a sudden. You're just plowing into him. So, yeah, like, not racing was absolutely the right call. Oh, yeah. And even Max came out afterwards and said that, yeah, in hindsight, um, wouldn't have wanted to race that at all. If I, I wasn't was first, like, I would have been anyone, exactly... Anyone getting into Max who was up the front and being like, oh, no. you know, I can, I can, you know, I can see it's all good. Like, I was, like you know, like, every no. driver says that when exactly. they're in first and that. And that. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I was surprised when, during the break, they to Christian Horner and Christian and I was really surprised by this answer but Christian was literally like well Max was saying he felt like there was grip there and that but like obviously you saw the other onboards for all the other drivers and none of them could see so you couldn't have started the race which I thought that's the thing like you know no, the, everyone the grip, was in agreement the grip, the grip was there but yeah to visibility you know, you it would have been it would have been suicide it all would have been absolute said, suicide all the drivers said they wanted to race but they also mm. just knew that okay this isn't tenable this isn't going to yeah. happen so the FIA made the right call. Well, I just know, this is a situation where the FIA do have to step in. Like, of course, you want your drivers to say, like, yeah, like we'll race it. Like, you know, like we want to, you know, we, we want to test ourselves. But that is when you've got to step in and protect them from themselves. Like qualifying was one thing. Like qualifying, there's like you've got enough gap behind you yeah, between everyone, the cars, so there's not any out. spray. And there was like the there was a side by side comparison of a photo down. Um, down the straight off of um, Eau Rouge where it was F2, the the like the Carrera Cup, I guess, like the Porsche GT Cup, whatever, and then Formula 1. And it's the fact that the the aerodynamic profile of the F1 cars with the diffuser and then plus like the tyres on the F1 cars are way bigger and those wet tyres are designed to just shoot that water up into the air. Like they're just, like the cars aren't made to race in pretty much like, I wouldn't say it was torrential rain, but it was pretty fucking consistent ranges all the way through and yeah like if i was a fan and i traveled to belgium i'd be pissed but like at the end of the day like you don't like what's the f1 like how's the f1 going to survive if they let that race go ahead and three drivers die well that's what i was gonna say I'd rather, I'd rather dies. be that i'd rather be the fan that was standing in the wet all day at spa and didn't get to see anything than the fan who's like yeah i was there the day that max verstappen sergio perez and mick schumacher all died in a crash no they made the right decision in not actually racing the race no one's yeah. debating that yeah. probably if we had a start that if they had reached 300 kilometers mm. per hour those wet tires would have been evacuating 85 liters per second combined which is um, a considerable amount of water. Obviously, that's from Pirelli. 
So I think the most accurate meme um, that came out of the response of it was someone had just uh, edited the map of Europe to have Belgium as part of the um, ocean. Yeah, part. Of, I'm trying to think what the accent of the sea is. It's the <laughs> I forgot what I should know what it is, but not quite the English Channel. The bit just to the north. The North Sea. Yeah. The North Sea. They had it as part of the North Sea. Um, <laughs> I know my geography. No. Yeah, I think the, the controversy comes from why did they send them back out for those two laps to get a classification? Well, yeah, well, this what, is the thing. What, what, was that good intentions or was that just, we want a classification so we can say it was a race? No, it's not good intentions. It's not yeah. good intentions. It's fucking corrupt. They've decided, mm. rightly so, that the conditions are not tenable for a race. That's, that's correct. So why are we classifying it as a race if we had decided that we can't race? Zach Brown was the first to speak up about this on uh, his little Instagram. Have you guys seen Zach Brown's Instagram? No. It's mostly just videos of him and Lando playing golf. Like I imagine 90%, it is. I imagine it is. That's why I don't follow it. 5% of him and Lando like grilling together and then 5% of him blasting the FAA. He just hates Daniel Ricciardo, doesn't he? He really does. I, mean, I, I never saw him do anything with Carlos. I, he just loves... He is is Lando Norris actually Zach Brown's child? 100% he is. Correct. Um, but it, he made the point that, yeah, if, if we can't consider the conditions race-worthy, then we can't consider that a race, which is 100% correct. They've raced, they, well, they've driven behind a safety car in a line, technically for four laps, three or four laps. There's no racing happening, absolutely not. Like, a safety car is there to suspend a race. So you've had a suspended race for four laps, and they're calling it a race. It makes no sense. And then you give out points... You give out points. Well, if, you, if it's a race, you give out points. Yeah, but this is the thing. I, no, the I, amount I, of impact that has on the world championship. You've now got Williams. They've got Piet. Alfa Romeo can't catch them at this okay, point. Okay, but on the flip side, the race not happening. The amount of impact that has on the championship. Williams has just lost out on a point scoring opportunity when they had a car starting. Yeah, but it was worthwhile to not have the race because the conditions weren't. No, raceable. I, I agree. So I that's agree. the decision. If you, I agree. You give out points for driving behind a safety car. Like, what do you mean? Have the FIA ever given out points for a qualifying performance before? Has that ever happened? Because that's what they did here. Yeah. No. I mean... That's never happened. I have no idea. They yeah, do it for yeah. pole in F2. But this isn't pole. This is the entire... The top ten. So it just makes no sense to me. Alfa Romeo now will not... That's millions of dollars. That three laps behind a safety car is now apparently worth millions of fucking dollars to these teams. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. See, I'm... That's not where my issue lies. Like once you've done the two, my issue lies with doing the two laps to get the classification, not giving out the points once you've done that. Sure, but that's I just don't. I mean, I guess that, but like, because as as I said, I think no. By the way it works, if if the rain had eased up and they were like, hey, we think we have a legitimate window here, we're going to send them out and try and you know get going for a while, run three or four laps, and then you know. If we start to get a little bit of a dry line that, and it's looking like a ride, we'll try to get them to racing. Maybe we'll get three laps, maybe we'll get ten laps, we'll get something. Then that's fine. And if halfway through that process, four laps into them running around, trying to get dry the track out a little bit to get going, suddenly the heavens open again. Yeah, I'm but they, fine you, with that. you can look that, at a weather radar. You can look at a weather radar and say, "Oh, look, there's that massive." That's, that's you, you th- can still, I know. I let me finish. If I'm saying, okay, for starters, things like weather does change all of a snap sudden that's what i'm not saying this is what they did and um, this is my point if that's what they'd done if they'd gone we genuinely think we've got a half an hour window here let's get them out see if we can get it drying see if we can get five laps of actual racing in and then all of a sudden 
the wind picked up and the weather rolled in in 10 minutes instead of half an hour. And so three laps after being out there, which is enough for a classification, is pissing down again, they have to stop. I'd be much more okay with that because that, that, that is the rules. If you run two laps, whether they're behind the safety car or not, you still run two laps, it is a race. But the thing is, the conditions hadn't improved. I'm sorry, those Correct. conditions hadn't. So that, that's the issue. Not that you can get those points for running the laps behind the safety car, I think. The but fact that the end they result, should never have gone out. If they the end not. result is a compromised world championship, that is also part of the issue. I agree with you. No, because I, I have to think, I, like, the, at the end of the day, this is the rule book. If you run two laps, because if they'd run two actual racing laps, it's a race. But a lap is a lap, whether it's racing or under safety car. We count safety car, because a race can finish the rules under need safety to change, car. Possibly, and they're going to change the rules it. do need to change, yes. Reports have surfaced recently that they're looking to change it. But like But at the, the end of the but like the issue the real the real issue here is they should never have sent them out to do two laps behind the safety car. Yeah. They should have just called it a complete washout and had no points awarded. Agreed. Because they, it wasn't getting better. They went out there, maybe conditions were slightly better, but they were nowhere near raceable. And yeah, which is why like, you know, and nothing changed in the two laps that were out there, but two laps in they were like uh, it's not getting better. Let's, you know, because you send the cars out because it's got better and you're hoping it continues to get better. You don't yeah. send them out there and have them circle around in case it gets better. It's so they should never pitching. have gone out. It's penny pitching. You know, it's just they just don't, they don't want to reschedule it to a later date. They don't want to refund their fans. I mean, there is no later date to reschedule it. There's plenty of later dates. Like you said earlier, that November 20. Okay, you cannot race in Belgium. The FIA no. has no jurisdiction over the refunds, and but they're looking into getting people money and funds back all the money from the refunds comes strictly from spa right. and there's terms and conditions that explicitly state that in an unseen event that cannot be um that can't be changed or impacted by the event itself then no refunds need to be need oh, really? to be handed out and like honestly like i i think that's fair i enough, think like right? i get where you're coming from where it's not a race and like you know with half points but then also at the same time like that kind of spits in the face of the guys that actually did get through quality in the wet and still put their car in a See, good position this is, because this is my point. all the laps that they my... put together were still impressive. This is, oh, this, this, is, sure, this, but... is my, this is my counterpoint. We knew, obviously no one's ever going to think, but like everyone knew the forecast. Everyone knew there was a chance mm -hmm. it was going to be a really rain-affected and maybe not a full race. Mm -hmm. And George, with that knowledge, went out there and put the car in second. He deserves something for that. Because yeah, he's he put deserves the P2 on race day. That's no, what that you deserve. Has. You deserve more than a reward for that. Have you ever awarded? Like, why didn't why, why didn't why didn't Giovinazzi put the car? Because if Giovinazzi put the car in P2, sure, after sure, they would have sure. got those points. Why didn't he do that? Yeah, but we don't give out points for qualifying, Matthew. We don't give out points for qualifying. But we do in Monaco. What? No one overtakes in Monaco. If you qualify oh. in Monaco, you get the points. Jesus. Okay. Sure. There's pit stop strategies that play into it. That's a completely irrelevant point to me. I'm. I'm fairly sure that I could find a positive correlation graph between points that drivers win and their okay. average qualifying position. Oh, sure, it I'm matters. I'm just going to throw that but, out look, there. We've talked a lot about how George Russell struggles on race day. He qualifies well, but he struggles on race day. This is the thing. If he can't fucking race well to earn points, he doesn't deserve those points. I'm sorry. But you don't know what he's in the 17th fastest car. Yeah, he did a great job on qualifying. He didn't do a good job on race day. There was no race. You give out points for the race, not well, for All qualifying. I'm saying is the two old-timer traditionalists are okay with points being awarded, and the young upstart newcomer edgy kid is like, oh, they shouldn't be awarded. So that probably means they should no, be awarded. No, you just love George Russell, and you no, want to I've see No, I've got him. no issue with that. If Lewis Hamilton 
was in first place, the point should have still been awarded. And I tell you what, like, if Max Verstappen wins the Drivers' Championship by, I think it's the, what, five or six points he gained on Lewis in this race, I'm not counting it. That's fucking Oh, yes, but Lewis taking out Max and then Valtteri taking out that's Max. That's bullshit, That's too. okay. In which case, this Drivers' Championship doesn't really matter. It's two, yeah, but it's that's driver on driver. Forget the, forget the season. Forget the season. This this driver's championship's already over. Max has got bullshit points. Lewis got an entire bullshit race win as well. It doesn't. Who cares? It doesn't count anymore. Yeah. Well, this season, the FA has struggled all year. And all right, let's shut the podcast down. There's no point. The season doesn't matter. Uh, oh, see you guys. He's won the argument by walking. Oh, no, I'm not winning the argument. But you said there's 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 no point having a season anymore because you know dodgy results don't count. So like, it's just, isn't, it's this just isn't done. dodgy racing or a dodgy. This is like a shit decision. But it all comes. So is not awarding. So is not like. Dehewing Lewis or whatever, he took out an opponent. That's a shit yeah, decision. Yeah, and we too. talked about that. Yeah, but you weren't saying all oh, the whole season's over. It can't count if Lewis. No, wins I'm saying me personally, now. if Max Verstappen wins by this amount of points, I'm not going to be fucking happy about that. Sure, if he wins by five points, yes, it'll look a bit yes into that. But you know, I'd be surprised if the World Championship ends up that close. I think one of them. You don't know that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Every point fucking matters, man. Well, I, I just said I'd be surprised. Not that that's what's going to happen. Obviously, I don't know that, but I figure it's going to be a bigger gap. So I think this will be a non-event either way. But like, it's the rules. I I, get, I, know, yeah. I don't like the decision that they went back out there. But once they had, the points have to be awarded. That is how it the works. rules need to change. That rule needs to change. I don't think they do because, as I as I said, if they legitimately run seven laps. Trying to get an actual race started. I know they ran two. I know they ran two. But the point is, your point's not that they only ran two. It's that they ran them behind the safety car. And I'm saying if they ran seven laps behind the safety car and gave points whilst trying to legitimately get a race going, I'm fine with that. Genuinely? Yes, because they're actively trying to get a race going. That is how it works. If a race can finish under... Because in theory, in theory, if... On lap 42 of a 53-lap race, there's a massive crash, and for whatever reason, they choose not to red flag it, and they run the race the last 11 laps after the safety car. It's a fucking race. Now, obviously, we've had 40 laps, but that's 11 laps where someone who was probably coming in with a different strategy, something like that. That's just shit like this happens sometimes. That is how it works. But that you've still got 40 laps of actual racing rather than yeah, but, zero laps but of you've, actual you've planned your entire race different. assuming this 53 laps. That is a massive difference. Sure, that, that's yeah, a massive not difference. Mu- but, no, I know it's not the same. Le- I know it's not the same level of difference, but that's the thing. Like, just stuff happens, and this has got nothing to do with George getting points. This has got nothing to do with Max ahead. Of- like, obviously, yeah. Would I jokingly be more on the side of, oh, it shouldn't have happened if Lewis had got the points? But like, the rule, it, it, everything happened by the rule books. The only issue here is the FIA had no grounds to send them back onto the track, and that shouldn't have happened. But once they're done, the bed was made, and that the decision after that. Is whatever. I don't think it's being overblown with all oh, this. Just tarnished the whole fucking championship. Every single world championship season, I could probably pick out sixteen different things to give it an asterisk if needed. Oh sure, this is a pretty. As Leal has proved, asterisk. every NBA championship has an asterisk. Yeah, I could like you said, this has never happened before, and this is happening now. And I, I can find just fifteen see... things that have never happened before in their own season that I... are asterisks. Yeah, and you can take an issue with what I'm taking an issue with this because I think this is honestly just unethical. Quite frankly. Oh, it's and, in, oh yeah, right, yeah, ethics. Ethics. First of all, Formula One's huge on ethics. I, I know, exactly. I know. Yes, I'm you're right. This has violated Lewis Hamilton's human rights. No, it's no, no. Sporting ethics. Is a, that is a thing. Like, sporting ethics. Fair competition. Fair racing. Like, this is a thing. Well, Lewis has already violated that this season, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and he was penalised for it. He wasn't penalised correctly. 
But I just don't see how you can give out points for not racing. Goes around, comes around. I think that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, sure. So Alfa Romeo are losing millions of dollars. You happy uh, about I that? I feel bad for Alfa Romeo. I don't think Alfa Romeo was going to beat Williams anyway. There's no way Alfa Romeo was going to beat Williams. It's also Williams. very unlikely and that George Russell comes P2 in this fucking race. Possibly. I mean, no, in, if it was wet the whole way through, I think there's every chance he wins it. <laughs> I think if it You're dry... drinking Kool-Aid, mate. No, I think that's... <laughs> I, think, I think George qualified P2 because oh. that's how fast he is in the wet. So mm. I think if it's, it's he's wet. fast in one lap because he's good at qualifying. There's a difference. He's shit at race starts, fat, and then he doesn't go backwards. And I don't think sure. and there's a massive difference when you're starting on the front row. And the thing with Spa is the run down to the first corner is one of the shortest in the whole calendar. This, so, this whole thing just dis- disappointed me greatly. Oh, well, greatly. You'll, you'll be no great loss to the show of the sport of Formula One. <laughs> you, so. you can leave the comments out of it, mate. Let's not make it personal. We're trying to talk about a, ra- oh, a race here. They're air quotes. Mate, Big I, fan of air quotes. I, I, this is the same comment I'd say to anybody who's having a real sort of like, if you want to start watching the sport, go right ahead. We won't miss you. mate. You won't miss me either. You literally threaten to leave the show every single week. I'm just trying to have a hey, conversation hey, here, hey, mate. Hey, man, it's two out of every three. Come on. <laughs> No need to some, go some, in so some hard. Some weeks I really enjoy this. Genuinely, I, I this really put I a sour hungry. taste in my mouth. Like, don't race the race. Alonso agrees with me for whatever that he said. The entire night, entire day was either a red flag or a safety car. There was no racing, hence there was no race, hence there should be no points. Mm. I don't really understand. Uh, you would say that if you didn't get the points, would you? Yeah, for fucking oath. Because Fernando Alonso is a guy who would have driven into the points. We've seen how good he is. You don't know that for sure. You're, you're speaking in absolute that aren't absolute. The guys that believe they could drive into the points are, have been wronged here. Bottas, okay, Alonso, Lando, etc. But, but the, guys who be, the guys who got the points... Not deserved. Okay, so if Alonso believes he can drive into the points, and that for that reason he, they shouldn't have awarded points because he missed mm-hmm. the choice... Surely George can believe that, well, he wouldn't have lost P2 anyway. No, they should have a chance to race for it and win them fairly and deservedly. Anyway, Spencer, you haven't spoken for a while, so I'll give you the final thought on this before we move on. It it just comes down to, like, it has to be, like, safety safety first. Like, the F1 can't can't claim to be about safety. And, like, the, 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 the whole thing about, like, oh, it was behind a safety car, it wasn't a race. It's like, well, but, like, the... The, the alternative is, like, we cut out another race in the calendar, which at the moment we still have a blank spot in the calendar because we've already had COVID things, you know, fuck us around. There's no guarantee that we won't have more COVID things fuck us around this year as well. Like, we're just about to go into a triple header. And, like, the, the way that we talk about, like, oh, drivers saying that, like, they would have done it. So, like, we probably would say that Max, Lewis, Kimi and Fernando would have said yes, Right. Like, they would have been like, yes, we're going to race. Well, then if they say yes, then George has to say yes because he's in P2. So he can't say, like, oh, no, I'm not going to race. And then you'll then have Ferrari say yes because they can't afford to have McLaren go in front of them. And before you know it, you've then got pretty much every single car is in in the race. And all it takes is just for, like, we talk about, like, oh, we didn't have a race. But, like, what what is the alternative? Do we want to have literally, like, another fucking... Um, what was it? Um, not Jules. I mean, Jules Bianchi in um, in 2014 as well. Like he aquaplaned into a fucking um, into a truck, truck from like somebody getting bogged in the gravel trap from horrendous rain. And then Huber, like, like it. Just imagine, right, Deshaun, for a second, the exact crash that Lando Norris had happen, but he's running in fifth. 
in the race. Yeah, I'm not arguing they should have raced the race. I, I they should have cancelled it and not done anything. That's what I'm saying should have happened. Because, like you said, safety first. Yeah, but the issue was is that they they intended to start the race and the race was being started at ten past three. But then the issue is that they changed that rule where it used to be that for in order for it to be a race, it has to go to twenty five percent distance. Um, without a safety car. But then they changed that where they just have to have two laps of running. So yep. as per the rules, it had to be a race. And like with the points, like I don't care either way, but I just think that in order to, you know, I think fairly adjudicate what what happened, you had to at least let the drivers and the teams come away with something from that weekend because there's no way you could have rescheduled it with where we are at the moment. Like, what this season's supposed to finish in like December, as we yeah. currently stand, like, and it's just it's it's just a fuckery. And I think the biggest take home point that I will take from, take from this is that anybody that doesn't think climate change is real just has to have a look <laughs> at this race weekend. <laughs> also, they need to get better. Um, was that truck that was scrubbing the water off? The oh, track? I mean, yeah. they need to get more of them and bigger ones of them. Yeah, they need, I mean, NASCAR <laughs> has jet drives that go around the fucking oval. Yeah, yeah. one's got some like literally. I got a squeegee truck. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is the best." Hey, like, maybe yeah, they maybe the safety car cars, was getting some water off the road. Also, actually, actually, you know, no, that's what they should have done. Points awarded. And that's that fine, is one thing. But they should give thirty points to um Vandermeer and twenty five <laughs> points to Burt Myland. <laughs> that would make it fair. One thing that I would have suggested that I think might have been something is they could have tried having them go behind the safety car like like they did in Canada in that Jensen Button win and just for yep. five to ten laps just have them go out on the safety car and see if there's any change in the racing line at all and if they can actually get some of the water off and then after that if they then didn't have any change in the racing line then they could have said look we fucking tried. We've had the cars out here for five laps. There's just too much rain. Like, the racing line isn't getting any better. We have to cancel the race. And I would have preferred that they do that at, like, ten past three than yeah, do what they did in terms I, of dragging I, I, I the fucking thing out. And then it would have been much better for fans if they knew at four. Sorry, guys, you have yep. to go home. Instead mm -hmm. of, what, like, there was what? Stay till six or seven or whatever. The, the red, there was the formation lap, and then they went in, and then it was ten-minute delay, ten-minute delay, 15-minute delay, 10-minute delay, and then indefinite delay, and then let's get him out yeah, there for yeah. a couple of laps, see what happens. That I didn't agree with. And I think that maybe there needs to be yeah. something and they in the regulations for that. Again, my, my point is, I'd say I'm nonplussed. I really don't care about all points have changed everything for everything. Like, shit happens sometimes. But um, I no, I fully agree. I don't understand why the rule had changed away from 25% to... 50% to constitute four points, 25% to constitute anything. Four points nowadays. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's even, like, 25.50 was, I mean, 75, sure, but, like, yeah, 25% to constitute a county as a race, I don't know, because, yeah, like, I mean, I, again, I don't give a shit about being behind the safety car, but two laps isn't a race. Like, yes. two laps out of, I mean, unless it's a, unless we're talking fucking the Norge life and it's an 11-lap race, then, sure, two laps can be a race, because they've been out there for fucking half an hour. But, um, like, yeah, two laps around Spa isn't a race. And that, that's the thing. Like, it, I, that's, if they, that's the thing. If they'd run 10 laps behind the safety car, you'd be like, I mean, they've gave this a really fair crap. All right, but your two laps is And the rule was also that the race has to be completed within three hours, I think, of the original formation lap. Yeah, and then they ran and they decided they could... But, they could there's, the but clock, there is this weird rule. 
where if after two hours the race hasn't begun, they can delay that final hour until they deem it necessary. I swear Which to God, the FAA rulebook has oh. made up one of those things with like you know arrows pointing to different sections. Choose your own adventure. Literally. Really, like that, okay, that is the one thing we've argued a lot of this. Before we move on and get to the previewers and for I think the one thing we can all agree on this podcast with that. Fucking hell, the FAA is incompetent. Yeah. This is just another chapter. In the, we've been doing this show for a little over 12 months now. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I think, beyond George Russell choking, the one thing that this, and Bottas being a cuck, the one thing we've constantly circled back to is just the FAA has no fucking clue. Yeah. It's all we talk about on F, the F2 podcast as well. They just have no idea. It is absolutely mind-boggling. But yeah. that was Spa. I don't know how we managed to make that last for as long as we did, but we were fired up about it. Ridiculous. And I will say, just after staying up to watch Chelsea get dicked down with that handball red card, I didn't think the F1 could dick me down harder, and they did. That should have been a yellow, man, at worst. It's got a bit of grit, it's been a great weekend for Spencer as a sport fan. Yeah. Uh, but good game, yeah, Bron- Broncos lost, Lions lost, fucking... Chelsea drew, but what a fucking hard-fought drew as well. Oh. I'm getting a draw in Anfield's no fucking small feat, mate. You should be proud. Oh, my, my thing is, though, I just wish that if Mendy had saved that penalty going into halftime, we might have been able to squeak out the fucking win. But, yeah, you'll take a point down 10 men for 45 minutes at Anfield. Bruno Fernandes has never lost a Premier League away game. Jesus Christ. What a bizarre stat. That is a bizarre stat. In two years and across three different seasons. Never like... Anyway, Zandvoort. It's going to be a hard race for us to preview because none of us have ever seen an F1 race there and there's no recent precedent. But it's a bit of a lower speed, very technical track, higher downforce. So, um, Are you just saying you... this from the F1 2020 car setup? You can... <laughs> I mean, yes, but I also... No, it is a slower speed track. Like, I, it's a much wider twist here. There isn't a lot of long... The only long straight at Zandvoort is the main straight. Fucking nice straight. It is a very long that straight. that long-ass corner. Banked corner. Mm. She's lovely. Um, I'll start with you, Spencer. Obviously, podium predictions and just any other thoughts you have going into this weekend. Are you looking forward to Zandvoort? I am looking forward to it because it's something different. And it's something new, and we were we were supposed to have it last year. And um, it was actually I actually enjoyed driving the track on on F one. Same, I really it's hard to master. Um, but when you get it right, fuck, she's satisfying. I think the rain and the weather will be another factor. Like we'll see how that goes. Um, and I also read an article about how Pirelli haven't haven't made special tyres for this race um, due to the banking. So we'll have to keep an eye on tyre degs in the practice sessions and quality, potentially the race, to see see if that plays so a what, part. So what think... you're telling me is we're going to get a traumatic hybrid of Baku and Spa, where it do- the race doesn't happen, but if it does everyone's tyres are going to spontaneously combust and they're going into that fence. That's good. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Yes, that is what I'm predicting. I think it looks like it's going to be a, a track that favours um, the higher downforce setups. Um, so I think that... Oh, you're just getting that I think McLaren are going to struggle. Yeah, I think that's fair. No, Toto said it. <laughs> he came with um, He was prepared. So I think that... Um, I think Red Bull are going to be hard to beat. I think Max is going to be hard. Um, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes here, Jashan, but um, Max Verstappen could become the first driver in F1 history to win back-to-back races in his home Grand Prix, as he is Dutch, yep. but he's Belgian-born. Belgian-born, yep. Consider my toes yeah. stepped on, Spencer. Ah! Sorry, Thank sir. Stuff. Sorry, Thank sir. I had to get that one in there. Good research, um, my bold prediction is I think that 
I think Mercedes are going to struggle. Oh, sorry, Mercedes. McLaren are going to struggle. Um, and I think that Ferrari are going to do quite nice here as well. So I think that's going to be a, a bit of a bit of a change in that three and four ranking. And um, yeah, I, I think Aston Martin are going to tank this weekend. I don't think they're going to score any points. And I think Bottas is going to be hard-pressed to get inside the top eight this week as well. So I think the, I think the top five is going to be two Red Bull, one Mercedes, two Ferrari. I see. And in what order will those top three be, Spencer? Max, Max first, Perez second for the rare, barely seen in a decade, Red Bull one, two. And then we're going to have Carlos finish third. Was that science in P3? Yeah. That, that's, it, that's it, but he didn't give us an order of what that meant. Okay. Oh, beauty. Um, I, too, will take Max to win. I think that's a nice narrative. And I mean, he's been the best driver this season when things haven't gone completely fucking haywire. I will take Charles to come second. Mm. And I'll take a rare Ferrari double podium. I will have Carlos coming third. Hey! Hot. Very hot from the fellas. Um, yeah. And I guess one thing as well that, sorry, is Max's engine penalty hopefully won't be as big of an issue as they didn't have to race in Spa. That is true. Which that could is be. true. That's possibly up. Come on, Dushad. Predict could Hamburg. Could be big. Well, you know you want to. No. I won't be doing that. I'll be predicting um, Max just happened to win in his actual home race. I'll be predicting Sergio Perez to come second. And I'll be predicting. Yay. I've predicted this before and it hasn't come to pass, but I've, I've got angry Bottas coming out this weekend. He's seen George um, take the spotlight one too many times. He's got to he's got to prove that he's up for the fight, and he's going to come P three. So I've got a Valtteri Bottas in uh, in there. And I've also got Lance Stroll. He's he's good in the wet, and he's going to come top six. But um, I think it's going to be a fun. Hopefully, if we get some racing back, I think it's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. Um, and I see and I see Georgie Boyd getting a completely on merit, no fuckery, seventh place. I rate that. This is the thing, because these teams haven't been there before, so it's the, the teams who have proved themselves to be good at coming up with the setup nice and quick and figuring that shit out. And I don't know if I have a lot of faith in Ferrari, which is why I'm the only one without a Ferrari in the podium there. But can we... We didn't We didn't mention this. Can we just put a, a, a shout-out to Williams for, like, their strategy in qualifying? Yeah. Like, they, they, led the, they led the grid in Q1 putting on the Inters, put out some fucking smoking good times on those. And then, like, the timing they had on George's lap, like, and you saw the guys that actually got another lap in, like, their times were much, much better than those that didn't. Like, I think Bottas... Bottas finished on a... on a 203, I think. Yeah. And the quali... The, I think it was a 158 from Max. Let me have a look. Sorry, 159 from Max. And then... Sergio had a 202... Valtteri a 2.025 and Esteban a 2.035. So the fact that they also timed it well enough, because it was all like, what do you reckon? Like on a, a warm up lap around Spa in the rain, that's what, two and a half minutes? Maybe 2.45? That's oh, yeah. a fucking long track to get around. And they nailed nice. that to a fucking T. And whoever that, that guy is from Williams, George's hype man, more of him on TV, <laughs> please. He was an absolute fucking, he was a shot of fresh air. This makes my argument all that much harder to argue because Williams did do a very good job and obviously George Russell is the most loved man in the sport. Uh, yeah. But, um... Yeah. I mean, there's not much more to say on this Sanford weekend. We don't really know what to expect, but Jashan has prepared some trivia for us. Um, so we've got 18 questions. Okay. What's... Now, I um, just want to say, 
Um, I believe, unless there's a trivia that's happened since the last time I think we did it, I believe we've done, the last time we did it was the episode we also did the Grilly Grid on yeah. thing. So it is currently 2-1 to myself over Spencer. Yeah. Uh, Spencer is the man with the form currently, having won both that last trivia contest between us and then instantly backing it up by annihilating Grilly Grid. This is true. Uh, oh, that that was the, Fer- the Ferrari quiz, right? Yes. Yeah, we had to have Spencer win one. Yeah, this is kind of like um, a bit of a bit of spa stuff, a bit of spa stuff, and kind of just like a mid-season tr- trivia stuff. This is just a random trivia that Jashan has prepared for you and me. Give me the goddamn questions. Are you ready, Bud? <clears throat> yes. So, to start us off, hooky doke. This was. I'm, I'm going to start with some spa stuff. This was the shortest race in F1 history. You don't fucking say. Yeah. Which race previously held the record? And some of these are going to have, like, options to choose from. Some of them are just going to be based off memory. Oh, so I'm just meant to remember this previous... This yep. shit. This is garbage. <laughs> Does that mean it's a race that you know Spencer and I will have watched? No. Nope. So, oh, so based off memory of a race in 1962 yes. that you never watched... It's definitely not 1962. tell you the shortest race. Uh-huh. The, uh, this is the dumbest fucking quiz. I <laughs> genuinely. It gets easy later on. Don't worry. Here. It gets easy later on. But this is fucked. What have you got? I wrote Malaysia two thousand and nine. Ah. It's a race I can think of that got washed out. You are incorrect, Spence. What have you written down? Now I wrote Malaysia two thousand and nine as well. Ah, you're both wrong. It was Australia nineteen ninety one. Oh, true, Spencer. Yeah. How old were you in nineteen ninety one? Ah, yes. How old were you in nineteen ninety one, Spencer? Ah, yes. <laughs> I uh, no, actually, I, I I do remember that day. Actually, I was um I was sipping a Negroni, um in the paddock and why yeah. a Negroni? I don't know why I was sipping Disgusting. a Negroni. It must have been pissing down with rain. Uh, Australia, nineteen ninety one. I was negative five. So big shout out, by the way, to the guy in Spa who was eating his like chips loaded with mayo or whatever. What I will say is, rain. one last thing. <laughs> Big shout out to Kimi Raikkonen who didn't just leave halfway through, because that's what I would have expected. Or at least have an ice cream. He looked fucking Because he had an ice cream in Malaysia 2009 from yeah, memory. He looked displeased. In any case, uh, number two, which was the most recent race to be given half points? Oh shit, this could be something since Malaysia 2009. You're gonna, you want to know what a year as well, aren't you? Oh, in theory, yeah. But I'll give you a half if you just get the track right. I'll give, you, I'll give you an extra point if you get the amount of laps correct as well. Oh, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I've got a couple of other countries in mind, but I'm just going to double down. Alright, what are you up to there, Spencer? Mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to Spencer first. What's right, Malaysia 2009. Malaysia 2009. You are both correct! Yes! <laughs> Due to rain, <laughs> they ran 31 laps. And this answer's got me 50% of the way so far. I'm just yeah, going to put everything else in Malaysia 2009. <laughs> I'm so glad because I, I was almost like, oh, I'll just fucking write Singapore for like a half yeah. point or something because I've got no idea. But I was like, fuck it. I know Malaysia 2009 was half points. Right. I have vivid memories of cars spinning off under safety car. Now, we've got uh, Red Bull have, can, have now competed in 50 races with Honda. Yep. Winning 12 times. How many wins did they get with Renault? Does it have to be exact? Do we get like half points for being closest or something? <laughs> uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Depends how close you are. I got one. I think I got the answer. 47. No, it's higher than that because I think Vettel's got more wins. You are wrong. 75. You are also wrong. 12. What? 12. What? 12. What do you want about? That's how, that's how many. Explain. How many wins they get with the Renault? Twelve, according Dude. to. Well, that's what Samarth Canal. 
What are you talking about, Jashan? That's, that's what it says. Jashan, this is on know? the official Formula One website. They put up a quiz. I'm taking these questions from it. What? Twelve. What? Twelve. They but they won all their world championships with Renault. Every win of Vettel's career I'll, wasn't I'll, a Ferrari. I'll show you. Is a Renault. I'll show you. Formula. No, one. I'm not doubting that's what it said, but that is wrong. Well, fucking. Every Mark Webber almost has twelve wins himself in a fucking Renault engine. <laughs> I, yeah. Hold on, I want to find it. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Ah! This is 100% my fault. It was hybrid wins. Ah, yeah, okay. It was hybrid wins specifically. All right, we'll just cut, we'll just figure it out. I'll just cut that out of the podcast. That's fine. This happens every time, Spencer. This happens every time. He's we'll cut, fucking we'll cut that out of the podcast. All righty. Number four. Including this race, how many laps well, has How many was it? Twelve. But hybrid. Fuck off it was. They've, they won 12 races. I'm, hey, no, 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 I'm, ca- no. I'm counting it right now. I'm counting it right now. 59. I had 47. He had 75. That's, yeah, that's half a point. Give him half a point. Uh, you, half can, a point. you can get a half of them, mate. You All can right, get well, a half we... All right. Spencer said half point each. We'll no, I feel bad. Nah, nah. Give, give me, give no, no, me you, no, no, you two get the... points. Give Hume one. He deserves no, no, no. a point for that. I'm not no, no, doubling no. out extra points no, no, no. here. What kind of Spencer? Spencer, you get a half point. I don't get anything. You were closer. 100% agree. I mean, you were you were 12 off. I was 16 off. And that was in, by the way, yeah, 100. In, in 2013, that'll run one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, well, nine races say, in a row. My basic math. I was actually like, Weber's won seven. 13 races. 13 on the season. Ricardo won eight races or whatever, seven races mm. with that engine. Max would have had five or six wins with that engine, and then Vettel must have at least like 30 or 40 wins. Yeah, that's, 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 that's my fault for the wording. There. Anyway, take that question mention. four. Including oh. this race, how many laps has Carlos Sainz completed in the last three Belgian Grands Prix? So, and this race counts as two laps, yes? Four. Four laps. This race, they reckon they did four laps? Yeah. Can I ask how many laps a Belgian Grand Prix is meant to be? 44. Okay. Okay, what do you got, Matt? I have 37. So he so he completed four laps in this one just gone, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No laps in the one before that. And he didn't start last year, so I'm going to go with four laps. Ah, uh, you are incorrect. It's five. He completed five. one lap in 2019. Uh, so five in total. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, you should have committed to the meme there, Spence, but uh, I appreciate your random guess. That was good. Um, so is that another half point for Spencer? Is that- nah, that's zero for both of you. He was Spencer, Spencer said four laps and it no. was five laps. Yeah, he was wrong. Oh come on. Mate, come mate, on. Mate, mate, he was wrong. I'm not giving out a point for getting for being wrong. No, you even out half a point for being one off. I gave out a half a point for the last one because I made the mistake. This time I've made zero mistakes. I'm sticking okay, to it. Okay, Spencer, this might be the worst quiz master to ever quiz master. I'm proposing a coup. Question five. We're getting into the actual season now. I can't which, wait to award negative points for Jashan and Grill. Which of these drivers completed the highest mileage in 2021 preseason testing? Lewis Hamilton, Pierre Gasly, Kimi Raikkonen, or Max Verstappen? Extra point if you can guess. Wait, what was the question again? Sorry. Which of these drivers completed the highest mileage, like the most laps, mm. in 2021 preseason testing? Lewis, Gasly, Kimi, or Max? Extra point if you can name the laps. Yes, I am making this up as I go along. I can see that I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> this was a trick question, and I know that because I remember we joked about Kimi Raikkonen doing an obscene amount of laps 
in one testing session. Okay. But then I think that you would know that we would come back to this and that you're trying to like... (laughs) He's thinking I pulled the double, triple doozy here. I think you have. So I'm going to go with Kimi Raikkonen and I'm going to say... 220 laps. Wrong on both counts. What? Wrong on both counts. With Gasly and 278. It was Pierre Gasly. That is correct. It was 237 laps. I, I was, uh, I w- it was just a double, it was a double doozy. It wasn't a double, triple doozy, mate. I'm sorry, you've gone too far. You've thought too deep. But that was my thinking, yes. How many laps did Kimi Räikkönen race then? The did like 150 in one session. He, yeah, he, he was second. He, 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 was second. I, he wouldn't have driven... Fuck. Yeah. He was second, but yeah. It's a Fuck. fair shout. It's a fair shout. <laughs> All right, point update. What are you on, Matt? I'm on two points and Spencer's on one and a half, I believe. That sounds right. Because your marking system is cruel. Yeah. Okie doke. Question six, boys. game show ever. <laughs> when was the last time Lewis Hamilton won the opening race of the season? Obviously, he won that in Bahrain this year. Thanks to Max we've going. Had, we've had this as a trivia question before, but I can't remember the answer. Uh, how are the kids, Sean? Oh, fuck me. They're fucking terrors, aren't they? Like, God, don't, don't get kids. I've got my answer. Alright, Matt, you were first. 2014. 2014. Close, but no cigar. Spencer, what you got, mate? 2013. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, it was 2015. So both close, but both wrong, unfortunately. 2015, Lewis Hamilton got the start there. I couldn't remember where that streak of Ferrari win started. But 16 makes sense because that's when Vettel joined Ferrari, I'm pretty sure. So 15. Oh yeah, yeah, I get no, you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Well, there was one. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, this one. This is a tough one. Which driver? Which Red Bull driver had the team's best result at Imola before Max got the win this season? So which Driver had the team's best ever finish for Red Bull before Max in this There's year. There's a few names it could be. I'm gonna give The options guys. are. Oh, there's options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David Coulthard, Sebastian Buemi, this Antonio Luzzi, and Mark Webber. Oh, fuck! You'd make to. Please don't destroy our wall. I'd like to try and get the bond back. <laughs> We're gonna be fine for Bond. Unless something ridiculous happened between now and that, we're going to be fine. Do you want to just bang a few more things and make some more loud noises? Well, mate, I'm a simple man of simple taste. And if there's one thing that I like more than F1, it's Toy Story. And I thoroughly enjoy a man that looks like Buzz Lightyear, so I've gone with David Coulthard. I also went with David Coulthard. You've both gone David Coulthard. Respect for both getting it wrong. It was... <laughs> Is it Leonti? It's Vitantonio uh, Leonti. Oh, that's the... That was one yeah. of the... I was like, ah, oh, look, you'd be the meme answer. Yeah. But Placing eighth in 2005. I really don't care. Let's keep this Just moving. one year after Red Bull joined the sport in 2004. So real early days there. What do fucking do? Question eight. Matthew is a dick. Yes. Yes, that's a yes. That's, <laughs> yes. A, that's a yes. That's a yes. That's a point. Uh, Portugal saw Ham Verbot becoming the most frequent trio to podium together in F1 history. I don't know how many times this happened. Who is the most frequent pair to do so? so pair? Yeah. The most frequent Ooh. pair. And we've got options. Okay. We've got Hamilton and Rosberg, Hamilton and Vessel, Prost and Senna, Barrichello and Schumacher. So guess the pair. 
an extra point if you can guess the times, which I doubt you'll be able to. So, Matt has written his answer down. What do you think in Spence, Matt? Ah, uh, this is a toughie. It's a toughie. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Hamilton and Vettel just because of the amount of races in a season. Oh, Alrighty, and do you have a, a guess for the amount of times? Ah, oh, fuck me. Give it a um, warm. I'll give you five seconds. 60? It's pretty close, actually. It's Hamilton Vettel, isn't it? It is, yeah. and your answer was Hamilton Rosberg. I said 64 times, though. Yeah, uh, Hamilton and Vettel. 56 times they've shared a podium together. Fucking hell. And uh, that is the That's most. A lot. Second, Second was actually not one of the options, which was Hamilton and Bottas. Third is Hamilton Jesus and Christ. And 41 for the other two. Mm. So Hamilton is in all th is in the top three for all? Yes. Yes, <sighs> he is. I mean, that's pretty crazy as well, because I wonder how many of the Vettel-Hamilton ones would have been Vettel ahead of Hamilton. A decent probably, chunk. Probably not even 50%, yeah. though. Hey, far out. That's oh, probably crazy. not, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess Hamilton's got 99. Oh, no, he's got more than 99 podiums now, doesn't he? Jesus Christ. He's got, like, what, 150? He's got, like... Some more Hamilton talk. Uh, when he converted pole to a win in Spain, it made this season his best start to a season since when? I already got it. Yeah. Don't overthink it, Hume. <laughs> it's right in front of you. We discussed it's this earlier. Right Think about, think about the Ferrari You're dominance. You're tearing his brain apart, Spencer. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. What do you got? Is it 2015? Spencer, what was your answer? 2015. You're both wrong. It was his best start of all time. His rookie season. Best start ever. This was his best season start. I can't believe you've done this. Didn't you say that made it... Oh. Yeah. Oh, so it was a trick question, boys. Was that their trick question? Or that was their to... trick question. It tricked me. I'm not going to lie. Oh. All righty. Charles Leclerc, this is question 10 out of 18, who passed halfway, mate, you can feel positive. Charles Leclerc took pole in Monaco but failed to start the race. Who was the most recent man to have done this? Not necessarily in Monaco, but just to have taken pole but not I just don't care. You will care. Oh, I know. I don't care. Big chat from Spencer. Also said he knew the last one. Didn't know the last one. I'll give you a hint, it was in 2005. I've got an answer. Okay. Do you have an answer, Spencer? Yano yeah, Truly. Is that your final answer, Spencer? That is my final answer, Eddie. Lock it in. What is your final answer, Matthew? Well, it's not going to be Yano Truly because Deshaun doesn't know who Yano Truly is. I went for Rubens Barrichello. It's Yano Truly. I'm fully aware of who Yano Truly is. I actually commented in one of my recent posts about Yano Truly because the Truly train is real okay. and we all love it. Yeah, but. <laughs> I got a comment on the Renault post. Yano Truly Love Heart. Fair uh, enough. It was great. Fair enough. Yano Truly. It was in Indianapolis, 2005. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep, of course. Before that, yep. Schumacher in Germany. The tyre. The tyre debacle. How long did it take to remove Valtteri's wheel nut in hours? 127? 43? 23? Or 33? <laughs> 127 hours. Good film, never seen it. How is it a good film, but you've never seen it? I have no idea if it's a good film, but I mean, the I mean, it's an interesting story. I know that much. That's not what you said. No, I know. 127, 43, 23, or 33. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. And my gut is telling me that that was a goat moment. And the goat wears number 23. I'm locking in number 23, Eddie. Nah, because I remember it being, it was more than a day. And you went, 
I went 127. <laughs> I think it was 43. It was 43. It was nah. 43 hours. It took three movies. <laughs> not. I knew it because I thought it was about two days. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm such a big guy. Like you said, go with your gut, mate. All right. N- next question. 127 hours. Question 12. Which two drivers crashed separately at the end of the Baku Quali? Not the race, the Quali. I know this one. I just... <laughs> He's already writing them down. <laughs> Such an emotional moment, I've got a question right. I've got a question right. Uh, this is a two-point answer. Cool. This is a two-point answer. Yes, I shall say that on the record. I have just decided uh, <laughs> for that prompt. Yes, this is a two-point answer. Ah, uh, fuck. Sonoda and... Ah, uh, fuck, I don't know. who's Who's been shit this year? Ricardo. I don't fucking know. So you're looking at Tsunoda It was Carl Sainz. It was Yuki Tsunoda and Carlos Sainz. Matthew Yuki Yuka. crashed and then Carlos Sainz went, oh god, a car crashed. I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm going to drive into the wall as well. And you Alonso said separately. Oh, I said, did they tangle? You said they, they didn't. They didn't hit each other. They didn't hit each other. They were That's two separate accidents. You, I was going to say Sainz as well, you c- <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Would you say they tangled Jashan? Nope. No. Science, <laughs> Zero contact. Science panicked because a car crashed in front of him and he crashed himself. Yeah. If Spencer trips over and then I see Spencer trip over and I also trip over. Fuck you, you merchant of doom. Tangling. Much like if we record a great podcast but never release it, we shouldn't get the views. And if you do a great qualifying but don't race a lap, <laughs> you shouldn't get the points. No, if we record a great podcast, we should get the views regardless of what we <laughs> okay. On to question 13. Uh, when Max won in France, Paul Ricard, it extended Hamilton's streak Never of... Never heard someone pronounce France like that. France! But carry on. It extended Hamilton's streak of races without winning to three. When was the last time this happened? I've got my answer. And 2019 was an option? Correct. 2019. You got 2019? Yeah. Tell I'll you tell you the correct. races that Ferrari won. Yeah. They only uh, won the three races that year, didn't they? Charles won two and Vettel won one. I just don't mm-hmm. They went on that fucking Belgium, Italy, shit Singapore. fight where oh, well, Spa, okay, so Monza, Singapore. Okay. I didn't know whether they were three in a row. Why the fuck does no one listen to me when I say it's going to be a two-stopper? Who said this in France? Oh, easy. Three. Two. Yeah, he's good. One. Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. Yes, you are both correct. That was Valtteri Bottas. What a man. What a cuck. Question 15. Which driver claimed the most podiums in Red Bull ring history after the Styrian Grand Prix? Most podium. wasn't on the calendar for a long time. Can I ask for the podium from the Styrian Grand Prix? As in the, the, the three drivers on the podium. Shit. That's giving too much. As in the Styrian Grand Prix, I was in the one. No, there was two Austrian races. Was there two Austrian, two Austrian races? races? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was the Styrian? Was it the first or the second? I think it was the first one. But I, like, to be honest, I can't remember the result either way. They were both um, pretty Oh, boring. wait. Um, one of them, Checo, drove into everyone. <laughs> and one of them, Checo, didn't drive into everyone. Wow. Spencer, you got the answer? I think so. Alright, lay it on me. Max? I also have Supermax. You are both wrong. It's Valtteri Bottas. Bottas. The the king. Max has the record for most wins 
Bottas has the record for most podiums. They both took that record off of Alain Prost. Uh, we've got three uh, questions to go. So just actually, yeah, three questions to go. So just a quick check on points, boys. I'm on five. You're on five. Spencer's on more than five. Seven and a half points. Okay, okay let's hit it. Let's get this home. Which of these drivers had zero penalty points after the Austrian Grand Prix? So that's the second one. Fernando Alonso, Charles Leclerc, Mick Schumacher, Daniel Ricciardo, or Max Verstappen? You've got to pick three. Point three. Yep. Okay, well, I have one. Can I have the options again? Alonso, Leclerc, Mick, Ricardo, Verstappen. I've got one right. I'm, I'm pretty confident I'll have at least two right, because I know... Verstappen, Alonso, Mick. Ricardo and Leclerc are the options. See, I know one who definitely doesn't. I know one who definitely did. It's just whether I got the other two or only one of them. Yeah, I'm fucking ready. I don't give a fuck. Spence, what you got? And we get three points in total for this, right? Yup. Max? Yup. Yup. There are two others. Alonso? Yes, correct. Bam, two from two. Mick? Correct. Two, three from three. three, well, three. Good job, Spence, good job. That's the thing, I knew Charles definitely did, and Ricardo just screams at having penalty points, so... <laughs> See, I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was because I thought I don't know if Mick would have might have had some from F two that could have fucked me, but I was pretty certain that we saw that thing about Max didn't, and I would assume that Alonso is a good enough boy to not get some already. How many drivers were eliminated solely because of the crashes in Turn One in Hungary? Taken out as in like they were taken out of the race, or they were hit? Like taken out of the race, so eliminated from from the race. Okay. Right, I think I've got it. Now, are we naming the drivers points or just giving you the total number? Um, but give me your numbers. Yeah, yeah. I'll we'll go okay. from there. I'm gonna say five. I also said five. You are both correct. Yep. Bottas, Perez, Stroll. Because Bottas went into Norris, mm -hmm. and then Bottas went into Max, and Norris went into Perez, or vice versa. All of them went out except for Max, who survived. Stroll went into Ricardo, which also got Leclerc, taking out Stroll and Leclerc, but Ricardo survived to do absolutely fucking nothing in the race. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, five. That's correct, except Stroll went into Leclerc, not into Ricardo. Yes, my mistake. Yeah. Yes, yes, you're right, which is why Leclerc. Leclerc went into yes. Ricardo. Yes. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Beautiful. All right, question. the final question. Who was the last? It's a tough one, but who was the last man to which the du to win the Dutch Grand Prix? Back in 1985. Ed and Senna, Alain Prost, Nigel Mantle, or Nicky Lauda? Oh my god. I know this, but I can't remember. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the No Ducks episode. It's actually in the No Ducks episode. Is it actually? Yes. I didn't finish it. Fuck. So can you go through the. It's Senna, Prost, Mantle, and Lauda. I know it. I've got it. I've got it. Because I'm pretty sure I can remember where the other two finished. I've got it. Yes. 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 It was so worth listening to that piece of shit other podcast. It wasn't a very good podcast. It wasn't a good podcast. We are better. I don't know whether we're better than Box and Neutrals, but we're better than No Breaks. Yes, we are. A basketball podcast attempt to talk about Formula One. <laughs> what do you think in there, Spence, mate? Who you got? Who you got? And 85 was the last time they ran the Dutch Grand Prix, correct? Yep. Well, I'd like to thank F1 2020 for this one, for giving me the answer. Uh, it would be one Nicky Lauda. Sure would. Yes, it is indeed Nicky Lauda. I believe Lauder. it was Prost in second and center in third. Yeah, fucking stack podium.
Yep. Jesus Christ, yep. please. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Spencer, who ties up the season's trivia at two apiece. Seems kind of dodgy. That was the last quiz I've ever taken. Jeez. That's two more podiums than Ricardo has. Yeah, man. Are you saying that because you lost, you fucking... Well, uh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, man, he did a lot of sucking when he lost, so like, we've got to keep the know. consistency up. Well, that was apparently an episode of Really Grid. Um, much like the Belgian Grand Prix... I don't know if we really had enough to uh, be correctly classified, but uh, we're going to count it. And until next time, I've been Matt. The Quizmaster's been Jashan. Shout out to Ralph Boshung for giving us a like on our Instagram. Big the Victor has been Spencer. Grazie. Grazie. Forza Ferrari. It actually makes sense this time. And uh, we have been Rear of the Grid. we struggled but today we didn't race and uh, I got half a point for something that I think I don't deserve to get half a point because I didn't have a race to deserve half a point so this is the only thing maybe that we need to review because to have points for something that didn't happen uh, is for me it's not uh, not very it doesn't make much sense but um, it's what it is and hopefully we can review it for the future <laughs>